happy wild card weekend it's the always 100 podcast live on wild card saturday yes mom yes uncle trevor we have made it through 18 weeks of nfl football and it felt like it started two days ago i have no idea where the time went but we are here the playoffs are here the 14 teams that are going to be fighting for that beautiful lombardi trophy in arizona have been complete and now the real fun begins hello again everybody welcome to episode number 107 of the always wonder podcast quinn here joined this week every week and throughout the playoffs by my esteemed panel of co-hosts and favorite people first up my mom mona who you know yeah mom off the air you're feeling nervous and on the air i think you're gonna be just as nervous because your cowboys are trying to do something they haven't done since 1993 and that's when a road playoff game and it just happens to be against tom brady it would be so fitting if brady's last game was where he got beat by dallas the team that he has pretty much owned his entire career if we sent that man into retirement it'd be awesome that would that would be something i i i guarantee you that next up my uncle my, my uncle trevor the Steelers lost out. The league would probably be better off if the Steelers were in the playoffs, frankly. But Uncle Trevor, you guys had a heck of a season. Nice win last week. Uh, just Miami just happened to pull it out and get, get, got you guys out the playoffs there. So, uh, now I, I don't know how you're feeling about that, but I think the league probably be better off with Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin in the playoffs. I mean, Actually, Pittsburgh, I think, would have given Buffalo a better game than they did the first time this year. I mean, they weren't going to win. The offense is just no good. Right. I mean, they weren't going to beat Buffalo, but I mean, they probably would have would have been competitive. Miami's going to get blasted up there. Correct. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. I, I, I didn't think if New England, Pittsburgh, or, the, or Miami made it against Buffalo. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't think any of the three of us had much of a chance of beating them, but you know, I, you know, the Patriots gave them a pretty good game. But I, I mean, frankly, under the circumstances, I'm just amazed the Patriots didn't lose 48 to 10. So I'll I'll take that. I mean, the Patriots really played well, but um, under those circumstances, there was really no chance that the Patriots were winning that football game, and that was uh, that, that was just the way it is. So. Uh, well, we'll talk about Skylar Thompson here in a second. And finally, my Uncle Jamie is on the show today. Hi, Uncle Jamie. Hey, uh, tomorrow you guys get the nice primetime slot at 440 as three-point underdogs in what your center called not as loud as he thought U.S. Bank Stadium, which is, one, extremely <laughs> stupid, and, two, who is Nick Gates? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. What, what is he doing? What is what is he what doing? Is, Seriously, what is he thinking about? I mean, you know, you can't stop this train. We're here. We're here. We're trying to make some noise. You never know. Odds are against us, but guess what? I mean, name me a Super Bowl run that the Giants have had that hasn't had a you know up against the wall, up against everybody. I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, man. Oh man, this is going to be a great weekend. All right, folks, here's how, here's how we're going to get this thing done. So we're going to break it up into two. It's going to be two. It's going to be a two part show, the NFC and the AFC, but fear not. We're all, we're all going to be on the show together and everything cool. So it's fine. We're going to have two different shows. We're going to start because the NFC starts us off today. We're going to start in rainy very rainy san francisco so the 49ers as where, where am i looking here hold on where am i looking here i got it 49ers as nine and a half point favorites at home on fox against geno smith and the seahawks who got in by the skin of their teeth with dubious officiating uh at the hands of the nfl referees uh Mom, the the, the 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 Seattle Seahawks 
ruined your Detroit to the playoffs prediction because they beat the Los Angeles Rams in overtime with some help of some very dubious officiating. My question to you is simply put, uh, is Seattle going to keep this close or, or should we all just find something to do until about 745 so we can get ready for the game that's actually going to be good tonight? Well, if Geno Smith's gritty dance is going to be related to how he's going to play and how his team's going to play against San Francisco, we might as well find something else to do. <laughs> because mm. His gritty was not very good the other day that I saw. They showed him on TV. But uh, I do think, though, San Francisco might sort of overlook the Seahawks. I think it's possible. Um, but do I think the 49ers are a better team? Absolutely. So if they don't overlook the Seahawks, it's going to be a blowout. Rain and all. It's just going to be a blowout. But I think if they don't take Seattle seriously, because remember, they're a common foe. They play each other, you know, twice a year. This will be the third time this year. And, you know, it's hard to always beat a team. So, it could be that Seattle has learned from their mistakes playing the 49ers. Maybe they figured out how to do better matchups, but I, I say that, but I don't really believe that. Um, I think the 49ers are going to win handedly and we'll be moving on to the eight o'clock game tonight. All right. San Fran, one for San Fran. Uncle Trevor, pick it up. What do you got here? Um, the only, only way this game will really be close. Like I said, this is still a rookie quarterback. And he's, this happened many times before. They get in the playoffs and they might choke a little. So this can, this, I mean, we'll see how he reacts to playoffs. Because if, if he does choke, if he does choke, you know, Seattle has a chance. But they're offense, well, that's offense. They're going to they're they're they run the ball, play tough defense. That's what they want to do. They got a good play caller as a head coach. But if the, if the quarterback actually turns the ball over, which is possible, if it, I guess if it is going to be raining here, it's possible. I mean, I, uh, Seattle's really been – Seattle struggled the last half of the year. Probably shouldn't even be in the playoffs. And you know, Detroit probably would have a better match here for San Francisco. But it's up to the Seattle – 49 quarterback. It's all up to him. Based on where he has them playing, they're going to blow him out. If he chokes on, under the big stage – you know, it could be a surprise. Yeah, I, I don't know, Uncle Jeremy. I, I, I don't think uh, I, I, I haven't seen Brock Purdy, uh, you know, decide that he's uh, <laughs> going to turn into a rookie quarterback just yet. So I don't know if today's not the day. Next week, I mean, you know, I don't know. You got your choice between. The Vikings and the Dallas Cowboys, maybe if the if the Giants beat if the Giants beat uh, uh, Minnesota tomorrow, they get to go to Philly. Uh, then the Cowboys or, or the Bucks would be in San Fran. So, I mean, I don't particularly see them doing <laughs> turning into a rookie quarterback next week. Now, if he has to play in Philadelphia, I don't know if you believe. I don't know if you agree with me, but I don't think there are, there are a lot of humans on Earth that are that are prepared to go to Philadelphia <laughs> on, on, a, on a Sunday night. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that game is going to be a three o'clock game. I think the AFC championship game would be a Sunday, the Sunday night game because they rotate, but I don't think there are enough. I don't think there are a lot of humans on earth that could, that could contend with Philadelphia in the playoffs. Cause you gotta be built different to do that. I'm just saying, and it'd be, it'd be an opposing team in Philly in the playoffs. Oh no, no, I, Brock Purdy. I, I wouldn't trust Brock Purdy for the title in Philadelphia, but you know, you, you tell me. I may, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. I mean, I definitely see what you're saying, but the guy is he's doing what he needs to do. I mean, it's six games in a row. The Niners have won nine games in a row. I mean, it, he's been top, you know, quarterback manager. For every game, so and then I think you know they they're going to figure out a way to get all the pressure off them. It's just too much offense. I mean, anybody can light it up anytime. Kittle's, McCaffrey, <laughs> Debo Samuel's back, <laughs> and Brandon Ayuk. I mean, 
Who are you going to do? Who are you going to stop? You can't double team everybody. <laughs> you know, that he's just going to do, Brock Purdy's just going to do what he needs to do. And I mean, his, his resume starting to build up and, you know, six games in a row that they're flying under the radar. And that defense is what nobody's talking about. That defense for the 49ers is solid, period. Head to toe, the offensive, defensive line, linebackers, and the secondary. So they, they played already twice to the Seahawks, and the Seahawks haven't scored more than 14 points in either one of the games. They, uh, they lost 27 to 7 and 21 to 13. So I, I think the, you know, the Cinderella story is over for Geno Smith here. I think don't turn the ball over, and that's just going to help their cause. So I think it's a lot. I think uh, San Fran should roll. I don't care. You know, whatever the weather is, they'll just adjust to it and run the ball more and run it down their throats. I think uh, all numbers favor San Francisco, and I'm not going to uh, stop that train. And they look pretty solid. Yeah, make it a make it a clean sweep. Now, I will say, you know, well, I, I don't know. I, you know, Kyle Shanahan, uh, I, I don't know. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best five coaches in the league, so I, I don't think. Yeah, he'll he'll have his guys ready to play. Let's not reinvent the wheel. I think we all would, if we all want to root for chaos, then Bob, you would be you you you'd you'd be really happy if the Forty ers were out because if you did then if you did beat Tom Brady, you'd you'd have a chance to either go back up to Minnesota where uh you beat the Vikings forty to three. I, I mean, you, you 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 did you did go you did beat the Vikings for forty to three. Yeah, but that was I then. Mean, this is now. Yeah, but that happened though. That happened. Yeah. They got the break speed off them by the Cowboys. Okay, but, in their building. Can, can I say something funny about uh, San Francisco, real quick? Please. I was watching NFL Network and Steve Smith and Mike Robb from Seahawks. They were talking about Brock Purdy. And one of the two, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Steve Smith said, yo, you can't trust a quarterback or anybody who doesn't have a middle name. Mm-hmm. So Brock Purdy <laughs> doesn't apparently have a middle name. He's like, nope, can't trust him, won't trust him. I don't know how he's going to do in the playoffs. I just thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of goes to the, you know, will he show the fact that he's a rookie and, you know, do less than game manager stuff? This game, will he protect the ball? I don't know, but we'll see. Go ahead, Quinn. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's totally fine. Look, I like I said. Let's let's not. I mean, if you if you really just want, like, if you want chaos, root for the Seahawks. But I I I don't think I I think the 49ers are just simply put a better football team, and that's just the way it is. And I, I would believe that. Um, I, I'd. I believe it next week if they had to play the Vikings, Cowboys, or Bucks, like it doesn't matter. I think they're a better football team. I, I think unless Jalen's still really hurt, then they're probably the best team. I think they, they might go out here and, you know, win the NFC because frankly, they should have won the NFC last year. That boy catches that ball. They hit him in the chest. I'm talking about hit him in the chest. The Rams had no timeouts and Maggie Stafford throws up a punt. The guy catches it. It's over. Again, the, the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. It's as simple as that. But, you know, the 49ers might, are trying to tone for it with a rookie quarterback. Uh, I, I got the 49ers. I think we all do. But th- this is now the time of the day. The next two games are NFC East games. So let's all let's get Uncle Jamie first because we're talking about the Giants and the Vikings. The Giants and the Vikings tomorrow at 4:40 on Fox, I think yes. Yeah, so this is a Fox game, right? Yep, it is a Fox game. Yes, it is. The Giants nine seven and one. Do you understand how low the NFC East is when you're nine seven and one in third place? I mean, wow, that, wow, that, that's that, that's pretty incredible. Um, look, Uncle Jamie, let's just let's just cut right to the chase. You went up there on Christmas Eve. They needed a sixty. They, they they the guy kicked a field goal from Grand Rapids to beat you. Okay, <laughs> all right. So it's not like you can't hang with them. The Vikings have a negative point differential. The Vikings defense is awful. So let me just cut right to the chase. Giants plus three. I'll take the Giants with the points definitely. 
I think it's going to come down to a field goal type of game as well. I mean, it's really up to your boy Kirk Cousins. I mean, which Kirk Cousins shows up? (laughs) And that's what it is. And can the Giants get pressure on him? Uh, He's thrown for 400, and he's also thrown for 100. He's Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Right? The Dallas game threw for 105. Which Kirk Cousins shows up at this game is really what it is because the Giants secondary, I, I'm i a biggest fan as anybody, but let's be honest, there's holes in the secondary, and they've been doing it since the Philly game way back. They said, who's the slowest kid? This guy Holmes is on the other side of the highlights, right? He's getting burnt every week, and there's nobody to save him. <laughs> so Justin Jefferson is like licking his chops if you looked at some film over the weekend. So it it really is going to come down to that. So it's really going to up to Thibodeau and the Giants offense defensive line to get pressure on Kirk Cousins because that's going to be the key to this game. The Giants did hang with them on Christmas Eve. I think they were down a bit and then they kind of rallied back to it, but lost on a very incredible field goal. So they, they've had it all year long and Hats off to Coach Dable. He's definitely changed this team around to the point that they have a little fire. But can we get Saquon Barkley the ball and try to run him to keep Justin Jefferson off the field? That's going to be key. That's going to be critical time possession and whatnot because the the Vikings can score very quickly. We've seen that. And if Kirk Cousins is on, they're in trouble. So, because, you know, lo and behold, okay, you double-team Justin Jefferson, okay, then it's Adam Thielen running all over the place. And if not, then it's the tight end from Detroit that's running all over the place. They, they can't be stopped. They keep having somebody else to do it. Or Dalvin Cook comes out of the backfield and catches the ball as well. Dalvin Cook in space is really scary still. So uh, I think it's going to be um, really a, a, a nail-biter on everybody's side, but – you know, I think uh, uh, what might come down to it, that's just too much offense on the Viking side and not enough. Daniel Jones will do his best, I'm sure, but I can't even name you the starting receivers on the Giants. Right now. <laughs> to me, I think it's a guy named James and some other kid. I forgot. But um, Hillinger is probably the tight end. He might make a difference. But again, if they stop Saquon Barkley, and I'm sure that's what the key of the game is going to be, stop and Saquon, get him out of the thing, put all the pressure on Jones and see what he is. And unfortunately, he doesn't have enough firepower in the receiving core. So I humbly will take the Vikings on this one, take the fan out of the situation and say, hey, the Vikings got it. And this one, they've put up some time. They got more firepower. Got to stop Dalvin Cook. If not, we got to hope and pray that Kirk Cousins has a non-Kirk Cousins day. And um, that's a lot to ask for. So I'll, I'll go with the Vikings by less than a field goal, probably two points or something. Vikings or Giants cover. Okay, Giants cover. Uncle Trevor, you're up. What do you think? Uh, like I said, this is going to be uh, a toss-up, basically. I, um, this is more about Minnesota and their quarterback and their team, which I, I really don't have any faith in. In the, in the clutch, I, I I just when I see from Minnesota, they're not going to come through when it matters. Whether I mean, I guess maybe the quarterback is the problem with that. I just I think the Giants going to you know they're going to be more gritty, they're going to be tougher, and they're going to um, they're a team. Well, I, I would trust most teams in the clutch against Minnesota and Cousins really, but you know the Giants they show I thought the Giants are going to collapse. They turned it around and made the playoffs. They got some toughness. They almost they almost beat Philly last week by even playing their best players. They still almost beat Philly. So I think they're really they're coming around at the end of the year. Minnesota, until Kirk Cousins actually they proved to me that they're mentally tough and they got that you know, extra confidence. Like that's a problem I think the Dallas quarterback will discuss later. I just don't see it. I think the Giants are going to figure out a way to win. Not really an upset either. I mean, I, I, I don't think these two teams are talent-wise probably close together. Team-wise, they're close together. I, I wouldn't even call it an upset. Like the Giants are going to win. Yeah. The Minnesota go home again. <laughs> Another disappointing season, as usual. Yeah. I, look, uh, and Mom, we'll get you last because we're starting with Dallas with you. So let me just go real quick. I agree with Uncle Trevor. I'm picking the Giants straight up. Now, now Nick, now Nick Gates 
gonna make me decide, make make me think. Nick Gage is making me think about that. Uncle Jeff, again, why why would you? How can you be that stupid? How can you be that stupid to say something like that? Don't, don't you say that. You, you know, well, I can tell you what. I tell you what, Uncle Jamie. Uh, U.S. Bank Stadium fixing to be as loud as it's going to be in a long time up there. Okay, he, 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 Nick 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 Gage done stepped in it now. That's the only reason why I might might not. I I, believe, I, I think the Giants are going to beat him, but Nick Nick Gates is just like, dude, you can't be this stupid to say to something say that. like that. <laughs> uh, you, you just yeah. can't be. I mean, I mean, you just can't. I'm sorry. Like, don't say that. <laughs> like, literally. Literally, sometimes there are few moments in life where you don't say how you feel. Believe me, because I'm a guy that likes to say how I feel on this show and outside of these shows. I like to say what's on my mind. I did, I'm just kind of wired that way. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I say how I feel all the time. But sometimes self-awareness, like, dude, you're not, I mean, yeah, you might be an equal team. The line says it's a pick em. But you're still the Giants. You had you've made the playoffs two times since you last won the Super Bowl. The last time you made it, you went up to Green Bay on a sub-zero day and got your faces kicked in by Aaron Rodgers. So, like, dude, you're still the Giants. Relax. Like, yeah. like go win the game, then talk, then then go to Philly, and then and then look, get look. I wouldn't give the Giants a great shot in Philly, but then again, I did. I did literally almost see Philadelphia to Davis Webb and me, you, Mom, and Uncle Trevor almost beat the almost beat the Philadelphia Eagles with all their starters. Yeah, for them to get the one seed. Remember, remember, they, the Philadelphia Eagles had to win that game. <laughs> like people forget that part. It wasn't no throwaway game for them. They had to win. I'm like twenty two sixteen. What what is yeah. this? <laughs> so so there was a lot of rust on Jalen Rose. Look, actually yes. a lot of rust. Yeah. So, of rust. so so look at I, I I'm pick the Giants. It was a close game, but here's the thing: Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson gonna have himself a day, man. I I, I and if Justin Jefferson doesn't have himself a day, well, dancing on the Thielen and Osborne will because because. We'll get to Dallas here in a second, and mom will start off with that. But look, the Giants have the same problem the Cowboys do, and so do the Eagles. Frankly, that other corner. Now, now in the Eagles' case, it's like more like the slot corner because Bradbury is outstanding, and so is and so is a Slay Junior, who is yep. outstanding. He, he is an outstanding corner. Uh the slot corner though, yeah, nah, he ain't no good. Nah, nah, bro. No, no, no. So we'll see. I just think the Giants are going to win. It's not an upset. I agree with Uncle Trevor wholeheartedly. Mom, this is one of your most hated rivals, the New York Giants. Now be now be objective. Now be seriously be objective. Do you think the Giants are going to beat them? You think the Giants are going to beat the Vikings? Look, I don't really hate the Giants. Honestly. The one that the one in the in the division I hate are is Washington. That's my most hated rival. And they're sitting at home. Okay, so as far as this game is concerned, I am, I am being objective, Quinn, before you say I'm not, but Minnesota's going to win the game. They have a lot to prove. They have, on paper at least, the better team than the Giants. Now, my concern, though, is can they contain Saquon Barkley? Not so sure about that. That's going to be the real problem. Daniel Jones is not going to beat them. It's going to be if they, if Minnesota loses on the offensive side, it's going to be to Saquon Barkley. Um, Minnesota's defense is not that great. Now on the flip side, Minnesota's offense, Dalvin Cook, if he's on, he'll be a great asset because he can run, he can catch, he can do all that stuff. Um, Kirk Cousins has to play a flawless game. He can't hold the ball. He can't, you know, run around like he's like deer in the headlights. I mean, like sometimes he does. He's like, what are you looking at? What are you doing? But if he's on today and it is a primetime game, so it does concern me. <laughs> but I think I think he'll be fine. 
I think he'll be fine. I do believe Minnesota will win. Well, all right. Well, all right. So we got two Giants, two Vikings, and now the contractually obligated time of the show has come upon us. Well, so because obviously we're starting with you. This is your team. And uh, as I as I talked to you in the open, look, the Cowboys have it all right in front of them. Like, if we, we can say what we want. You have to beat Tom Brady. And if you do beat Tom Brady, not only will you might send him into retirement, might, uh, we, he might go. But if you beat him, more importantly, uh, that'll be a 36 playoff win. That'll, that'll break a tie. Well, that'll tie you still, uh, with the 49ers. You'd be one behind the Patriots for the most all time, I think, or, or the three behind the Patriots for the most playoff wins all time. Right. And if you, do, and if you beat Tom Brady Monday night on ESPN and ABC, you will win your first road playoff game since 1993. Which is, I mean, it's shocking. First of all, that's that it's been that long, and two, like, look, just just take the floor, Bob, because I I know you got a lot to say. Just just take the floor. It's a, it's the Cowboys segment. You you, you go ahead and talk. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say, but um, until you brought that stat to my attention, I had not really uh, been aware that it had been thirty years since we won a playoff game with Troy Aikman at the helm. Um, that was quite sobering to hear. I'm like, whoa. So no wonder we haven't been back to the Super Bowl if you can't win a road game. Although there was one game I think we could have won. Do I need to say which one that is? But that still would only be, you know, one game in the last 30 years. So this is important. It's, it's a franchise-altering moment. Dallas needs to be able to go on the road and beat Brady. Cause if they, when they beat Brady, that's going to give them the confidence that they can, you know, run the table. The good thing we have in our favor and people like the, the talking heads on TV have not really discussed. Um, our offensive line has been in the shambles, especially in the last three games after our center Biagic was hurt. They were moving around pieces. Dak was, I mean, literally running for his life against Washington last week. Okay. He's not the type of quarterback that can run for his life and make good passing decisions. We see that. That was very evident and obvious. So my thought is with Biotish back, they can reshuffle. And we lost Terrence Steele too on the line. Um, so we can reshuffle, get some good, um, pass protection, but also get the run game going. Our run game was just atrocious last week against Washington. Now I'm not saying they don't have a good team on the other side with the, with the commanders, but I don't really care who's on the other side of us. We need to take care of our business. We need to be the dominant team on the line. And I, we're, we're not great now with the pieces that we have, but we're better than we were even last year, I think. Um, so. If we get our run game together, Dak gets some more time, maybe, I don't know, throw some play action passes to, you know, uh, Elliott and Pollard, you know, get, get the defense of Tampa Bay a little off kilter. Don't run Zeke first down every time it's first and 10. That would be good. Kellen Moore, you know, so if we can get those little kinks, um, to move properly the way they should, the offense will have a good game. The defense has to show up. We have to get pressure. We've got to get to Brady. Because if you give him a thousand years or even three seconds back there in the pocket, he's going to pick you apart. You have to pressure him. You have, cause he doesn't run, right? So you, if you get to him early and often, you're going to rattle him. He is not going to have a good game. He's going to have like, what was it, um, Quinn, when he first went to Tampa, I guess, was it against, uh, New Orleans or was it against Atlanta when he just looked a hot mess? It was a, a Monday night game and he just, 
He didn't oh, know against what he, Tom, Tom uh, the, uh, 38 yeah. to three against the Saints, Sunday yeah. night football. Yes. Yes. Okay. So if you institute that kind of play against Brady, we will win the game hands down. He's not going to have time to get the ball to Godwin and Evans and whoever else is out there. And so they won't be able to have the mark, which is whoever is the replacement of Anthony Brown today, or I should say Monday. Um, well, it might be Xavier Rose. So it, it might be okay on that side because if he's being brought up for the practice squad, we'll have some uh, senior person out there, which will be very good instead of that Mullins guy who I'd never heard of before against Washington. Like, who is this dude? He was, he was not good. So you get um, an experienced guy, secondary. I think we're fine. And also Leighton Vander Esch, he's back. That helps with the linebacking core. And hopefully that frees up Micah Parsons a little bit. D law, foot injury and all. He needs to get to the quarterback. Um, Dorrance Armstrong, he's been doing well, you know. Line play is crucial. Secondary will be okay. As long as we keep everything up front, I think we, we have a chance and we will win the game. All right, Uncle Trevor, what do you think? Cowboys minus two and a half Monday night on ESPN and ABC. What do you got? I mean, thanks, man. They're just driving my having God's favor this game. Right. I didn't know what they're thinking by doing that. What the hell do you Right. That's what I thought. I was like, wait. It's not even about Tom Brady at this point. Sam Howell is showing Dallas' defense. Right. You don't need a competent quarterback to beat them at this point. It doesn't matter. I mean, look. Let's go. I mean... She taking dudes in her headlight, but to gigantic proportions. Mm. I, I have no faith in him at this point. None. The biggest problem I'm going to have is not Brady. It's kind of about defense. People are talking about that. They got a good defense. I mean, no matter who the back is on a quarterback, they still got a really good defense. And you saw the Washington's defense did the Dallas last week. Their base defense is better. That's going to be the biggest plan. It's not so much Brady going to light him up. I mean, he's not 25 years old anymore, and they haven't been scoring much this year. Prescott, most likely, going to turn the ball over early in the game. He's going to do something. That's just no That's just M.O. They're going to get behind. The problem is, you know, it's going to be hard for them to score against that defense. Receivers aren't really getting open. Just like, like the Moya said, uh, with the line not doing well. They're not creating holes for the running backs. They're not protecting. This is, this is, this is against normal teams. Buccaneers, again, have a great defense. But that's, that's the problem. It's not so much about Tom Brady. About you know the Cowboys start off the even the defense slow. I mean they, they could they could stop Sam Howell last week a rookie in his first game. They could stop him. But I just I just don't see it. The only way Dallas can win this game is they listen to people like me always blasting them, making fun of them, and they say we're going we're going to shut people like me up. Come out there with a chip on their shoulder and actually play. Uncharacteristic to what they have been playing. And then they're going to come out and say, well, everyone downgraded us and we want to shut them up. That's the only rationale I can see for them winning this game. If they don't play with a chip on their shoulder and play above what they normally would play, they're not going to win. Yeah. I mean, I want you guys to win, but I have no faith in Prescott at this point. He's not, I just don't see him. I know there's a confidence issue with him, really. I look at him, and he doesn't have it. He doesn't have the confidence. He's never really had the extreme confidence, in my opinion. But now he's just, now his confidence is really slumping. Well, well, yeah, yeah, no, no, but. Before before I let Uncle Jeremy go, Bob, what what do you think? What what do you think that what Uncle Trevor had to say? I want this is your team. We we want to hear 
what you have to say about your quarterback. What I mean, do you do you agree with them? What what do you think? Okay, Trey's been saying this for a long time. So what he said is nothing new. Um, do I agree with it? You know, I've been like on Dak's case the last few weeks because yes, he has like a deer in headlights. And I'm like, what the hell are you looking at? What are you doing? Where are you throwing? I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe there's something going on in the background that we don't know about, but he, he looks very, very shaky. So Trev does have a point. And I do hope that Dallas hears people like him laughing at them and, you know, talking about, you know, your coach is going to get fired and, and all that. And maybe then they will actually play. They got some sense and they, and, and have a sense of urgency and want to win. So Trev's not saying anything new. And I actually agree with a lot of what he said. So. All right, Uncle Jamie, what, what do you think? Uh, numbers don't lie. I guess that's the best way to say this. Um, Dak Prescott, and Trev might be right. It's got to be mental at this point. We're talking uh, 15 plus interceptions, and he played, what, five less games than everybody else. Never done before. How do you lead the league in interceptions with five less games? That's crazy. Uh, And he's got the firepower, and I didn't understand, and the announcers at the Dallas game didn't understand either. Why is he in love with Noah Brown? I just didn't understand that attraction. It was like, I think it was third and long. Noah Brown did a a slant right in the middle, slant for a touchdown. Threw straight to Noah Brown. CeeDee Lamb was like wide open. (laughs) I'm like, what's going on here? What's happening? And it's it's the wrong place at the wrong time, right? I mean, if Dallas, again, I think we talked about this earlier in the year, if they're supposed to be the Super Bowl contender, they should be having a Super Bowl contender look. And last week was not it, for sure. There's Yes, it's your number one rival, and I'll give Washington all the credit. Yes, that was their Super Bowl. They were going to put all into it. And Mike McCarthy should have been prepared for that. Look, guys, technically the Washington is out of the playoffs, so they're going to put everything they have in this game. Everything. We have to be prepared for that. And they weren't. And two minutes into the game, and we're looking at a pick six. What? What is going on? What's really happening here? Where is Ezekiel Elliott? Fantasy owners want to know. Where is he? Where is he at? What's going on? I'm looking at the stats. Uh, I got two games over 100, but either both by Pollard, three. No Ezekiel Elliott all year long. Where has he been? What is he going to do? Yes. I agree. Uh, the only way that Dallas is going to win this game, they pressure Tom Brady and force him into having some bad decisions, put the pressure up to the middle. That's the best way to mess up Tom Brady. But Mike Evans is back. Mike Evans is back, and he showed it against J.C. Horn the other day against the Panthers. J.C. Horn's not a bad cornerback, top tier in my opinion, but he burnt him for like 100-plus and three touchdowns. 200. 200. 200 plus. Yep. Stand correct. The 200 plus and three touchdowns. I mean, it, it's, it's not, you know, yes. And Trevor, Trayvon Diggs is good. I, I'll admit he's not the Trayvon Diggs of the other years. And we'll have to see how that matchup goes. So Brady has been squeezing orange juice out of the apples that he's been given. This tight end Otto and something else. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, hello? Yeah, keep going. No, keep, keep going. Keep I'm going. sorry. With Otto and a couple other people. So Brady's might be spraying the ball around. And I, I granted Fournette has not been Fournette either. But I think there's going to be something happening tomorrow that will force Dallas. The more pressure that Dallas has, the more it's going to be creeping up on them. This this game, the only way they win this game is they they're up by 20 in the fourth quarter or something like that. And I just can't see it. Not with the Buccaneers. Yes. The Buccaneers defense has been standard throughout. And I think um unfortunate it is going to be, and I agree with Mona, it's going to be managerial pivoting time if they don't win this game. But I'm trying to look at the stats and and I'm just trying to say, how does Dallas win this game? And I, I just can't. If that goes one interception early, yeah. This game might be over before it's done. I'll, I'll, tell, so. I'll tell you exactly how they win the game. It's like, like 
And, and by the way, mom knows I've had, I've had a heck of a time trying to pick this game. Let's just get this out of the way. Tom has not played well all year long. Now, when he had to, yeah, he pulled one out of his butt. For 432 and three TDs, no, no one saw that coming, I guarantee you. No one saw that coming. Not this year, not the way he's been playing. So, don't worry, he's still got... I don't know if he has <laughs> does does he have one or two more left in him? I I I don't I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um look, well first of all, me and Uncle Trevor are on the same page. I can't I still can't believe the Cowboys are favored. I, I really can't either. I, I really can't believe that. Um Vegas just must think the 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 Buccaneers are that bad that they will trust a cowboy team that again folks has not won a playoff road playoff game since Bill Clinton was president the first time not the second time the first time so i mean at some point i, I don't know this is just hard now if i'm the cowboys here 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 it is well first of all First of all, there's going to be a big, large contingent of Dallas Cowboy fans. They have been called out. They have been provoked. They have been <laughs> they 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 have been poked with a stick by all by the national media, and, and people like us are doing shows like this and everything else. They've been provoked. They are going. They're they're going to show up in Tampa. I'm just telling you. If I, if I know your team at all, your people are going to be loud and boisterous in Raymond James Stadium Monday night and all around the Tampa suburbs and all around the Tampa downtown area. Your people are going to show up. There's just no question about it. Like first take at the Tampa Convention Center. I, I got I got the show recorded. I can't wait. I can't wait to see that because I know Cowboy fans are going to show up because now because if they don't show up, well, that, that, should, that should tell you everything you need to know. Now, in fairness, from the fan perspective, look for Bucks fans. Hey, if you lose this football game, this might be it. I don't. I don't think Brady's coming back. To Tampa, not to Tampa anyway. He's a free agent now. I don't think. I don't think he's going to come back to Tampa. Is Todd Bowles still going to be there? Is Mike Evans still going to be there? Godwin got. Uh, Godwin got paid, so he's going to be there. You know. So there, there's a lot of change going on here. And look, you know, the, the, before we get to the on-field stuff, the Mike, you know, Mike McCarthy being fired, and all, I'm just like, okay, guys, I appreciate that, but if you're not going to get Sean Payton, or like, like, well, like who, who are you going to get that's better, that's available? I mean, it's John. I mean, I mean, look at the Ravens. Lou, we're talking about the AFC here in a second. Uh, after after this, after Milo, uh, uh, you know, analysis here. But you know, hey, is is John Harbaugh? Is he is he wearing his you know welcome thin in Baltimore? Is he kind of tired of the fact that hey, you're not gonna? You're, <laughs> I don't have my quarterback for the third straight year. I'm trying to win the Super Bowl. I haven't been in the Super Bowl in years. I mean, if he's available, maybe. Uh, but I, I just don't get people talking about Mike McCarthy's going to be fine. Who who are you going to get this better? I, I don't get that. So that, that's what I got to say on that. Now on the field, it's very very easy. The Cowboys need to run the football. I I, I don't understand this. I don't, I don't get this team, Mom. I really don't get your team. If you run the football, you win. This is this is very simple. If you run the football, you win games. So why don't you run the football? I don't understand this. I really, I really don't. Please, please, please unmute yourself and please try to explain to me why your team does not run the foot, run the football when literally when you run more than you pass, you win way more than you lose. Cause Kellen Moore tries to be too damn cute. That's why it's, it's like, how, I don't know how many weeks we talk about and they talk about even on TV, run the damn ball. Dallas. I agree. I totally agree. Right? 
but they don't do it because he's trying to be too cute. He's trying to get his little head coaching job. Hey, look what I can do. Look what kind of plays I can dial up. It's not working, man. It's not working. Okay. So get back to basics and have a little bit of, I don't know, maybe some nuances within the running game. You can do that. Okay. But you know, these reverses and they're this and they're that and the other. And it's like, Oh my gosh. I just sit there and just watch like, you know, Kellen Moore is a big reason why our offense is sputtering too. I, you know, I didn't bring that up earlier, but yeah. I don't, I agree with you. They need to run. I That's all I have to run say. The football. I, it's just, it's just, it's not, it's not that difficult. Your, your team ranks in rushing yards per game ninth in the league. You'd probably be way up there if you ran the ball a lot more than you passed the ball. I, 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 I just, I, I really don't understand this team. Now, you know what? There, there's another issue here, too. Yes, please. Is please. it possible that Dak Prescott, when they have the RPOs, maybe he's opting out of the run and maybe he wants to pass? Sure. Sure. You know? He's, he's so, a $40 so million dollar quarterback. Sure. So maybe they've given him that leverage to do that, and Dak is making the wrong decisions versus that went to yeah. run and went to pass. I, I Well, yes, there, that could be a possibility. There's no doubt about it. But my thing is, here tonight, I hear Monday night. I mean, the Buc- the Buccaneers. You know, you're 16th in total yards. They're 11th in total yards. You're eighth against the pass. They're ninth against the pass. They're 20. You're 22nd in rushing yards allowed. They're 15th. I mean, you're you're fifth in points. They're 13th in points. You're ninth against in third down. They're sixth against you know third downs converted. I mean, so this is a pretty even matchup. You, they're 25th in points scored per game at 18.4 points a game. You're fourth, 27 and a half. Well, some of that's from our defense also. I, I understand that, but I'm just telling you what, 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 what the facts are. Um, mm-hmm. they're, th- they're 32nd in, in run. The, the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, uh, uh, like the Rams just choose not to run the ball. Tampa Bay tries to run the ball and just can't. They're just they're just a bad running football team, and they spent the most time behind all, of any team in the league. Brady has the most fourth quarter touchdowns in the league. You can take that one of two ways. Why are you behind so much in the fourth quarter? And wow, that's pretty impressive that you have the most fourth quarter touchdowns in the league. I don't know, Bob. You know, you know it's going to be close because. I just don't know what, what team is I'm going to get. I have no idea. If you come out like you did against Philadelphia after Dak threw that pick and opened up a can on them, you'll win 40, you, you, you're going to win 30, 31, 17. They don't score. The Buccaneers don't score any points. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But if you play your C game, you got penalties all over the place. You're hyping yourself up too much. Your defense, you de- I mean, Trevon Diggs is going to take Mike Evans. That's about the o- that's about the only thing I do know. I don't know who's going to cover Chris Godwin. I don't know who's going to cover Scotty Miller. I don't know any of that. But if you play, if you bring your A game, and DQ gets in your defense's ear, like, hey man, you know the last time we played these guys, we only gave up 19 points. DQ can be like, dude, we we are under 20. And they were way better than they are now. So if I if I knew what Cowboy team I was gonna get, I'd easily pick the Cowboys. Golly Tampa Bay's very good. But seeing as I don't think Tampa Bay's very good, and I don't trust the Cowboys. I'm gonna go off the record to say, and I don't have a pick. I don't pick. It. I'm not picking either one of them. No, no, seriously, I'm not picking them. Cause I, cause I, I don't know. I don't have a pick. I'm just gonna watch. Now, for my, for for our viewing purposes, uh, I'd love Eagles Cowboys round three. I think Fox or NBC would really like that. Eagles Cowboys next Sunday night. Sounds sounds about right. Sunday night game, you got the last game of the weekend in Philadelphia. Dak, Jalen, 
facing each other, chance to go to the tie. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. 49ers, Cowboys, West Coast, Sunday night, NBC, Fox. Yeah, I like that. With the Bucks, I'm only watching for Brady to see what kind of rabbit he'll pull out of his hat. That's it. That that's it. That's only I mean, there's nothing interesting about the Bucks anymore. They're just not, you know, they're not a good football team. So I don't have a pick uh, for this game, but you know, I I hope because you will be very happy to beat Tom. You know, I hope you guys pull it off. And style points don't matter. Just win. If you win, if you win eighteen fifteen, no one cares. Like if you went forty eight to ten, no one cares. If you went thirty eight thirty one with a touchdown with with fifteen seconds left, no one cares. Just win. So, you know, well, I'll tell you this much: this 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 is going to be the best game of the weekend. I'll tell you that. So I'm excited to watch. All right, going to take a quick break to tell you that stay tuned for part two of the Always 100 podcast. No one's going anywhere. We're going to stop this audio right here. I tell you that we're going to do part two. We're going to talk about the three AFC games. Frankly, uh, there's really not a whole lot to talk about, quite frankly. Um, But we'll, we'll, we'll run through these three AFC games. We'll do some Super Bowl picks and then get out of here to go watch uh, playoff football on a Saturday. So, Stick around with us. This is the Always 100 Podcast. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us, folks. 